Welcome to the Young Christian Business Guy video podcast powered by CBMC, the show for young Christian business guys about young Christian business guys. We talk sports, we talk business, but most importantly, we talk about Jesus. Today is May 12th, 2020. I am John Harrison, your host. As a community, we are unapologetically Christian, unapologetically business guys, and unapologetically open and vulnerable about our lives, the challenges we face, and the faith and the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. We believe in spiritual mentorship, a.k.a. discipleship, learning what it means to follow Jesus and what it looks like to follow Jesus from another man. And we believe in the power of Christian peer group, surrounding yourself with others who are growing and will help you grow into the man that God designed you to be. So today, May 12th, 2020, the 62nd Sports Business Update Major League Baseball released a plan that is illustrating there could be a season of 80 games with an expanded playoff. So we look forward to the MLB season returning. Uh, NFL schedules were released, complete NFL schedules, and the season will open up with the Houston Texans visiting my Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium. A rematch of the 2020 divisional playoff round where the Chiefs were down 24 points in the second corner but rallied back for six touchdowns in a row. And then went on to capture, of course, Super Bowl 54. Uh, in the business world, we take a look at some top stock gainers today. Uh, the, the Dow and the S&P 500 are both about even, so not up or down too much. Some large gainers on the day. Grubhub is up almost 30%. So a home food delivery service, Grubhub, up almost 30%. Datadog, which is a, a neat online analytics, uh, excuse me, uh, cloud Software up 20%, 20.5%. And then we see Beyond Meat is increasing as well. The alternative plant-based proteins up almost 7%. So that is your May 12th, 2020 sports and news update. Today, I am joined by a young Christian business guy who has significantly impacted my life for the positive. Um, he is a spiritual mentor of mine. He's a a spiritual counterpart of mine. He imparts so much truth on my life, and I'm so grateful that God introduced me to him. And so without further ado, I want to welcome my friend, Mick Pickett, to the Young Christian Business Guy. Mick, welcome. Hey, John. So good to have you on the show. It's such a blessing to see your face. You're one guy that I have missed so much. (laughs) with all of this going on in quarantine COVID. Tell us, you've had some exciting news in your life. Tell tell us what's going on. Yeah, uh, March 25th, my wife gave birth to two uh, identical twin girls. So almost six weeks old now. Let's it's go. just amazing. Praise the Lord. Six weeks old. That went fast. <laughs> I know. That went fast. Sounds like it's been about 20 minutes. <laughs> about 20 <laughs> minutes. That's right. So tell the listeners of the show, tell us a little bit about you professionally. Sure. I actually had a pretty interesting upbringing. I'm 35 now. And uh, between when I was about 18 through 28 or 29, I was a professional poker player, which was a unique road. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll come back on the podcast. We talked about that another time. But uh, after that, I, I just kind of fell out of love with poker and I wanted to, I don't know, I felt like I wanted to give give the business world more of a chance. And so I got into the real estate game and I had an awesome Christian mentor that has 
led me uh, from from the beginning. I don't think I would have gotten into it without him. He was like a rock for me to uh, go to because I just had no experience, no anything as far as the business world, and he just took me under his wing. And so now I'm in my fifth year of real estate uh, for Patriot Realty, and it's just been uh, it's been awesome. I feel like the more <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know how far you want me to go into this, John, but. That's perfect. That's enough. We can stop there. So you're, you're a real estate agent. And one thing that I absolutely just have loved about getting to know you is you talk about how God prioritizes your time, prioritizes your meetings. And so as a guy who fell in love with the grind or the hustle or you know, controlling the inputs, I often found myself taking control and planning my own day, saying this is how I should do things and I should only take meetings that meet these parameters. Can you talk a little bit about some experiences you've had where you're letting maybe God dictate your professional schedule and maybe some of the fruit that that's born in your life? Sure. Yeah. So the first probably two and a half, three years of real estate, um, I tried to do what they tell you to do in class, which is just, you know, you got to get the deal, you got to get out there, you got to network, all the same stuff you, you always hear. And I don't know if I just wasn't really a born salesman or whatever, but I just didn't, I didn't like it. You know, I really like real estate, but I didn't like the feeling, the salesman feeling that just wasn't, didn't seem like me. I didn't feel like an expert. I didn't feel like I was being myself. I felt like I was just selling, a, selling something that wasn't me, I guess. So. After three years, I was making progress and I was doing more deals, but I wasn't feeling any more fulfillment, I guess, each year. Mm. Um, and so a culmination of getting engaged and married, uh, the Lord got my attention one night. Um, after just a, I was just feeling empty after three years of real estate. I'm like, am I really going to do this for the rest of my life? Like, what, what am I doing? And the Lord got my attention in a super clear way, uh, which hasn't happened very many times, maybe two or three times ever. Um, and it was basically, he was just saying in the, in the most gentle way, he was just like, will you go to meetings with people that don't have immediate real estate value for you? Because I want you to. And it's just, it was such, I was such a, in such a hungry, desperate place that I was just like, yes, Lord, I'll do, I'll do it. Whatever you want. Um, and so from that moment on, I just kind of started. So I just went, uh, I kind of abandoned human logic and and uh, what the world would tell you to do to succeed. And I just would pray and I would ask the Lord to put people on my heart uh, and, and just put people in my path, I guess, too. Just like, John, you were one of them. Just somebody just in front of me that I didn't expect to meet. Uh, and I just kind of went with it. Instead of constantly sizing up, what's this person worth to me? Is this worth my time and energy to spend? I would, my first thought, and it takes practice and discipline, but I was just like, Lord, here we go. Here's another person I didn't expect. Oh, they already have a realtor. doesn't matter. What do you want? What, do, what can I do to help you, Lord? How can I help this person? Um, and so it definitely took some time to retrain your brain um, out of like the, how the world teaches you and everything I knew up to that point. Um, so I ended up going, I think last year, I ended up going to probably 50 or 60 meetings that had zero real estate value at all. And that's like uh, a lot of times a half hour each way drive time and an hour to two hour conversation. So, I mean, well, probably 150, 200 hours worth of meetings that just did, I just did it. And, uh, and, Come on. Uh, and the, the Lord, the Lord just stepped, stepped in. I don't know. It's like, uh, it was the most fulfilling, most amazing 
year of my life. And I grew it with so many relationships with all the guys from uh, from our mutual friends, John. I didn't know any of them prior to last February in 2019. And the Lord just introduced me to this spot. And, and uh, you know, I, I grew an in influence. I grew in, my purpose and fulfillment started to flood my life as I prioritized the Lord and, and let him lead my schedule. Um, and then my, my real estate business tripled. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stop there. Yeah. Let's stop there. That is Mick. That's awesome. Way to just bring it. That is so you were sitting there three years in and you're like, God, is this all there is? Is this all that, is this really what I'm going to do for the rest of my life? And then you, you said that prayer and you said, all of a sudden you, you, you heard, Will you go to meetings that don't have benefit? Will you step into faith? Will you be obedient? Will you walk by faith and not by sight? And the blessings that have outpoured, not just from your business tripling, but I would say from getting to know you, the relationships that you've developed out of those meetings, the, the just the unexpected blessing. And that's such a powerful principle that I need to implement more. And I'm sure most of our listeners need to implement more is will you be obedient when you can't see that outcome that you think it's going to create? You said 50 to 100 to 150 hours of meetings that maybe wouldn't have made business sense, but you stepped into that and you've got a deeper uh, fulfillment, a deeper level of purpose. That's amazing, Mick. So you have two beautiful little girls at home and your wife, Dana. What's one thing that is, you know, surprising to you or that you didn't necessarily realize about being a father? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I guess I'm glad that the Lord, did, in his gentleness again, he prepared me in this last two, year and a half of being obedient. So now that when I had kids, I wasn't worried, I guess, about, oh, where's the money going to come from? What am I going to do? Because he had already retrained my brain and gave me a new, he trans continues to transform my my mind um, to think, uh, to focus on things above and not, not what the world is saying and not letting the world constrict me and uh, like kind of close the walls close in around me where I, I need to get back to work. And then there's this quarantine. And it's like, what am I going to do? And it's like, I, I've had just such a peace and an ease throughout fatherhood so far, it's just been unbelievable because he's already retrained me. So I'm, I'm just so thankful that he got my attention two years ago, I guess, instead of now, because now it might've been a lot, it might've been a lot more difficult to go through the discipline of being obedient. So him going before me, I'm very thankful for that. That renewing of your mind, you said he prepared you, he sharpened you, he refined you. He was, he was, he was doing something in you. He was creating something new in you. And that's, that's a good word for me this morning is that there's preparation going on greater than maybe what meets our human eye. And if I would have maybe told you two years ago, I guess six weeks plus, yeah, two years ago to say, Hey, you're being prepared right now. To, to be a father in 27 months to two beautiful twin girls probably would have been tough for you to comprehend. So that's such a great principle, Mick, of, of God was preparing you and took away that worry, that fear. He kind of worked through that process before putting you into this environment that as a commission-based sales guy with two new children and then in this quarantine COVID environment, maybe would create worry. So Mick, 
one thing that I've loved just going deep with you on, if if you would just talk for maybe like one to two minutes about your quiet time with the Lord and what that has done for you and the results that you've seen from that dedicated quiet time. Sure. Yeah, I think this uh, maybe maybe it's uh, the way I was born or my personality and also a combination of what I learned in poker in all the psychological things. Um, I'm naturally trying to figure out why people are doing what they're doing. Why am I reacting? How I'm reacting? I keep going back and forth on that. And um, so I, I came I came across this thing um, in, again in early 2018 when I started to kind of go all in for the Lord for the first time ever. And I realized that my dad, who was my spiritual mentor, had been telling me forever to like do quiet time, do morning time. And I was just like, no, that's not worth my time. I'm not doing that. It's like, yes, I can see. I'm glad it's good for you. But why would I do that? Like I listen to Christian music. I listen to podcasts. I'm kind of doing touch points with the Lord throughout the day. I don't need morning time. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think in the, in the process of surrender in early 2018, I just kind of opened myself up to be like, Lord, this doesn't make sense. But maybe that's why it's so good. It, uh, it almost, uh, you know, it almost uh, opened my eyes to the way either the enemy works or our own human mind works. And where when it doesn't make sense, when it flies in the face of human logic and culture, those are when my alert system goes off now. And I'm like, well, Lord, this, you know, maybe this is worth exploring, you know, because it's 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 almost like the, str- the toughest battle um, to go spend some time with the Lord when it's like, why? It doesn't. Before you understand what it what it does for your life, you don't. It doesn't seem worth it. So the tr- so the key I, I found in trying to mentor some of the younger guys is that it's just really hard to incentivize people to go there and abide and sit with the Lord and just sit there in your room by yourself and talk to the Lord instead of like oh Father way up there in heaven. It's like no, just sit there and talk to him like I'm talking to you, being like I don't know what's going on today, Lord. I need your help today. Just having a conversation. It's just, it's weird and it's uncomfortable at first and it's awkward, especially for men to get intimate and vulnerable, but man, it's the most valuable thing I've ever done. And not even, not even close. It's like just a way you just, you don't understand it. You can't know what it, what it's like until you spend that time and discipline, um, just hanging out with God and getting more familiar with him. And then it, what, what I like to say is that it went from a dis after three or four months of five, 10 minutes in the morning, it just went from a discipline and I started to like it. And then eventually it kind of like trickled into a desire and I'm like, wow, I kind of like this. I want, I kind of want this. Whoa, this is kind of changing the way my, uh, my days turn out. And so it's like, I, it's like I tested the Lord. I don't know if that's a biblically accurate way to do it but i i tested it's like i tested the process is god really good is he really is he really true you know and the more opportunities you give him to be faithful the more he will he just proves it to you over and over again and so it went all that stuff went from head knowledge that i'd heard my whole life as a christian to heart knowledge where i started to actually live from that place of truth so come on come on <laughs> you talked about a discipline became a desire. Yep. That is such a powerful theme, Mick. 
You should quote that. You should, you should <laughs> trademark that. Disciplines become a desire because over time, that's the science and of, of habit, right? When you, when those habits, those disciplines, they become a desire, and that's so well said. And I don't know if it's necessarily biblical. Yeah, you know, <laughs> thou shalt not test the Lord, right? But I would say you experimented. You didn't necessarily test, but you experimented with, and you made you made that point that. You said it so perfectly when it doesn't make sense and it appears countercultural, that's where you can expect so much impact. I mean, that's a fascinating concept. That's an absolutely fascinating concept is this idea that you talk about of it didn't make sense to me, but I was willing to step into that in a step of faith and to see that positive impact in your life. That's amazing. So I want to ask you, Mick, you have already shared a little bit about how you kind of raise your flag in the term, in, in the standpoint of if a meeting doesn't necessarily make business sense, you're still willing to go have that meeting. What's one way that you may be what I refer to as from lifestyle evangelism, raise your flag, uh, share your faith in a meeting without necessarily, you know, saying, Hey, I'm a Christian. What are some strategies or some things that you do in your, in your daily life at work? I think that's a, that starts with the morning time abiding with the Lord. Like we talked about earlier. I think I, when I started doing that morning time, I think a lot of people go through this where I couldn't figure out is, is this the Lord? Is this the enemy or is this me? Who is speaking to me? Who's in, who, who is this? And so it starts that way. And that's very intimidating. But if you can power through that, I think I've just gotten more sensitive um, to what the when it's the Lord. Almost, I feel like I've learned the nature of God and who God is, so I can understand the enemy wouldn't do that. Like this is this is a God maneuver type of thing. I don't know. You just you kind of learn over time. So since since I've understood the nature of God a little bit more, I think going into these meetings. The most important prayer, and I pray this, I pray this every time. I think I've shared this with a few people, but I said just like for you specifically, John, I would say, Father, I, I consecrate my relationship with John Harrison to you. I ask you to increase my capacity of love for John, and I ask you to fill me with more love for John. And I accept my role in John's life. Whatever you have for me, Lord, I'm in. It almost like makes my eyes well up even saying it. Like it's it's powerful. And it's just saying, like, if I if Lord, if you want me to Go to coffee with John every day for the next six months. I'm doing it. If you don't want me to see John for the next six months, I say yes to that too. So it's just this like yielding of the whole relationship. And then before the conversation, I'm just like, Lord, I yield this conversation to you. Just speak through me. Help this to, like, I surrender my own motives. I surrender my own agendas. Uh, just please step through. I want to give this person, I don't want to just come in and, and, and hit him over the head with the Bible. I want to give them what they need. And you, I don't know what they need. I don't know where their heart's at. Only you know that. So please help me deliver the message that they can handle or that is for them today that will encourage them towards a deeper relationship with you. So it's just, but it all starts with not, you have to learn that God is good and, and really know it. And then it's easier to surrender that kind of stuff. For those of you listening on the podcast right now, I'm raising the roof <laughs> because Mick is dropping so much spiritual truth that 
it's so powerful as young Christian business guys, especially me, I struggle with knowing how to raise my flag. I struggle with knowing what to do when I'm going into a meeting, but you just gave us a game plan there of what you do and, and how it can turn out to be successful. You go into a meeting and before the meeting, you just ultimately, you solidify your relationship with the Lord. And then you turn over this relationship between you and whoever this person may be. You first off, want this relationship to be full of love. You love them. Greatest commandment. And then you just surrender to God's plan. That's what I'm hearing from you is complete and utter surrender and abandonment of mixed desires, mixed outcomes, mixed thoughts, mixed strategies, and letting to walk in step with the Holy Spirit to, right. to guide you and take you through the desired outcome that the Lord has for that. That is so encouraging and that is so equipping mick that's super powerful so a couple more questions mick um here at the young christian business guy we believe really strongly in the power of two things the power of discipleship and the power of christian peer groups could you talk about either discipleship or peer groups and the role that it's played in your spiritual maturity Yep. Again, comes back to that uh, alone time with the Lord is where this all starts. That's the that's the source of living water that everything flows from. I cannot highly recommend that enough to go spend time with the Lord and more things will make sense from there, like a trickle down effect. And so that from that place, it got me to say yes to relationships and coffees and things like that that I wouldn't have normally said yes to, which then stretched my comfort zone. It pushed fear out of my life. I love that verse. Perfect love cat drives out all fear. And so I just, you just ask the Lord, you give the Lord your day at the beginning of the day. And then when a random person comes up to you or a random person pops into your head, you got to go with it. Be like, all right, let's maybe go to a coffee with this person or whatever. And you know, that, that turns into some of my favorite relationships, like 2019, the best year of my life until this year. <laughs> um, it's all because you just start saying yes to this. Uh, you give the Lord your day. You can expect him to use that. And that's mm. turned that's turned into this discipleship uh, thing where sometimes I'll meet a CEO. And sometimes I'll meet somebody that works at a gas station. And sometimes I'll meet somebody without a job or a student. or an, uh, It doesn't matter. I gave the Lord my day. He's going to bring people to me. And so he's just, he's, he's created this like network of, um, people that I look up to and also people that look up to me and also people that are right alongside me and everywhere in between. And so it's like, he, he placed you where you're, where he wants you. And he has the people around you and the resources to create what you need to, to completely thrive and, and dominate for the kingdom. Uh, but we just have to surrender the process. So the discipleship and the mentorship, it's, it's the best it's the other than spending one-on-one -on -one time with the Lord. It's the best thing you can do because it just strengthens you. You bounce things off each other. You're pulling each other. There's a reason he sent that Jesus sent people out two by two. He's just like, you got to get out there and, and pick each other up. Sometimes you have a down day. Um, and just, uh, just men getting around each other. Getting, I know John, you and I are like that. We just get around each other. We're just jacked up within 30 seconds. So, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I I'm missing that. I'm yeah. missing that. I'm missing that over the last eight weeks. Make that's that's so powerful. So this last question here, and then we're going to discuss the verse of the day. 
One thing I just absolutely love about you is that you're a professional poker player. And we, <laughs> we, I'm going to create another podcast where we can talk about that journey. But this life that you've spent pursuing Christ and pr pursuing God with all you have and the, the, the fruits of the spirit that are now exuding in your life. You and I have talked about this a little bit, but you're 35. If you're sitting across the table from your 25 year old self 10 years ago, what is something that you would say to yourself? Man, that's good. And I just didn't, you, you, you just think you had pretty much every year of your life, you think you have it all figured out. And I think when I was 25, I was chasing, I was chasing money. I had cars, I had, tra I was traveling. I had all the, all this poker money and no responsibilities and it's just seeking. You're just seeking fulfillment and purpose and all this stuff. And I had it all. And I was just like, this is awful. <laughs> it's just such a facade. Um, so I would have, I think my the number one thing that's good, it's just coming to me now, but I think the number one thing I would have done is just pause and almost just taken a, a step back, giving the Lord a chance instead of always having the attitude of, I'm just going to, I'm just going to figure it out down the road, you know, when, when there's more time or when I've got less going on, then I'll go to the Lord. I would have just paused and given the Lord a chance to show up instead of having the mindset of. Oh, he'll show up if he wants to get my attention. Mm. You know, you just, you, you stop, you give him, you give him room, you create margin in your life. You give him a chance and, and watch and watch what he does. So I think I would have told myself to pause. Mick, Mick, come on, Mick. That, that was powerful. That's really powerful. Let's close with our verse of the day uh, today. Galatians 525. Since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. Uh, what thoughts do you have on this verse, Mick? This has been, uh, it's kind of ties in the whole conversation, but I think my mindset has just been more and more open as I get closer to the Father's heart that this word is true. So I, I start to read these verses and be like, Lord, man, this seems like a big verse. You know, we live by the Spirit. I can understand that, but be in step with the Spirit. So you're like, what does that mean? So I just started to explore these big verses and these big questions. And it's just like, this is kind of what I'm talking about when I'm going to with conversations, keeping in step with the spirit. I'm like, I'm right there. I'm like, Lord, here, I know you're here. Let's, let's go. I'm, I'm with you. It's not like I'll, I'll find you later today, spirit. You know, it's like, I'm with you right now, all day, every day. You can be in step with the spirit. What's next? What's next? What's next? Mm -hmm. You know, and it turns into this, it taps into what men are created for in the first place. And that's just like this adventure story. It's unbelievably awesome because you're just you're just rolling with the spirit. You're in step with the spirit, you know, and you're filled with love for others and you're in unity with the father. And it's just it's what we're created for. And I, I just didn't know Christianity could be like this. I really didn't. And I think a lot of people still don't. Mm. What a great ending there, Mick. What an absolute joy to have you on the Young Christian Business Guy video podcast. Best to you and Dana and those two beautiful little girls, six weeks old. Congratulations. Praise the Lord for those wonderful blessings. Praise the Lord for the transformation he's done in your life and for what he's doing in you and through you. I'm grateful to know you, Mick, and thankful you're in my life. So have a great rest of your day. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, John. 
what a powerful testimony, what a powerful story, and what amazing takeaways that we have from Mick. Just wrapping up the Galatians 5.25, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Some other versions of the Bible actually talk about since we live by the Spirit, let us walk with the Spirit. And if you actually go back to the Hebrew meaning in, of walk in this verse, as I was reading some commentaries, it means to, to be behind, to stay in order of. And so when you, when you follow the Holy Spirit, we know that we can trust that the Holy Spirit is going to lead us into the way that we should be living. So following the Holy Spirit, keeping in step with the Holy Spirit and taking that guidance uh, from the Holy Spirit. So Mick had some amazing, amazing things to say on the show today. He talked about this idea of how God actually um, imparted on him this idea of, will you be obedient? Will you take meetings that don't make business sense? And as young Christian business guys, we're constantly planning, we are constantly organizing, trying to make decisions of what we think will be valuable based on our margin and our time. But he challenged us to say, I've implemented this in my life. And this idea that Will you be obedient, Mick? Um, abandon all human idea around what makes sense uh, to actually do something and follow me and I will lead you. Um, he talked about the idea that God prepared him. So a couple years ago, God was preparing him, was doing a work in him. He was, he was refining his character that would prepare him to be in this position professionally, but also personally where he's now married with uh, two young girls, two twin daughters. Um, I... Probably the biggest takeaway for me was that his a discipline became a desire. A discipline became a desire. And as I'm trying to work more on my spiritual disciplines, it's not much fun sometimes. They're called disciplines for a reason. They're called habits for a reason. But over time, that discipline then turns into a desire and it becomes just a part of your life. So I think about here at the Young Christian Business Guy, as most of you listeners now know, or if you're new to the show, we believe in the power of two things. We believe in the power of discipleship, aka spiritual mentorship, and we believe in the power of Christian peer groups. If you are interested in getting connected, we have a presence in over 300 cities with the Young Christian Business Guy powered by CBMC. We can get you plugged in to a Christian mentorship, aka a discipleship relationship, either locally in your area or virtually through tools like Zoom. We can get you plugged into a Young Christian peer group. We can also get you plugged into our national weekly Young Christian Business Guy call that we have on Wednesdays at 12 Central Standard Time. Or if you're wanting to find out more about what it means to be a Christian, you want to explore your faith, have conversations with somebody about that, there's a box there you can check as well. So you can get connected, get plugged in. The best way to do that is visit YCB Guy. That's Y as in young, C as in Christian, B as in business, Guy, G-U-Y, YCBGuy.com and get connected. I'm John Harrison. Today is May 12th, 2020. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Young Christian Business Guy video podcast. Remember, stay on purpose and we'll see you next time. Take care.